Ooh, your boy's losing his mind over here. Turns out today is Friday. I thought it was Thursday. I have 65 minutes to put out a podcast, so I'm just hitting record and seeing what happens. It's one of the perils of not having a job, you know? People ask you, what day of the week is it? And you're like, I don't know, April? <sighs> All right, let's see how this goes. Let's get this shit over with. Thursday, or April, June? June. June 5th. I will be at the Madhouse Comedy Club in San Diego. You can get your tickets at drum.io slash valleyboys. We, we really got to get a different domain for that. It's our landing page. We'll have that set up sometime soon. I don't know. Um, but you can get your tickets there. We'll have, a, we'll have a link set up for that. You can also um, kick Brandon a little bit of cash. As it was last week, I'm doing this one by myself. He's recovering from surgery. It went well. The cactus was fully removed from his ass that a prostitute put up there that he spent with money you sent us. So I don't know who to thank or who to punish for that. But Brandon is out. He's he's walking around. He was on the beach. He could breathe properly. Everything's good. The guts are out of his chest. It's all a mess. So now he's just got to live with being Brandon. Um... You could also get these new t-shirts we got. We just had a big drop come out. Ugly Guy Summer. Uh, those will be coming in pink as well. If you don't like the white ones, come back and get a pink one. You got to be a real man to wear that. A pink shirt, a muscle shirt, a tank top that says Ugly Guy Summer on it. But hey, that's what it is, man. This is our year. And ladies, quit buying it. I went through all the sales for it, and it's pretty much all in women's sizes. All right? Back off. This is our year. All right, it's time for ugly guy summer. Ladies, are you sick of men that are good looking, having sex with them, having a great time, only to have them not call you back? Ugly guy summer. We're grateful for that. <laughs> All right, and finally, you can go to buymeacoffee.com. Usually, you kick us five bucks for booze. <sighs> this time, we're giving it all to Brandon to help in his recovery. Again, you can also uh, give him money directly on his GoFundMe, which is at drum.io slash valleyboys. This week, our gay dads, our enablers, our shitty Mark, shitty Adam, shitty you did, spelled with a, D, with a U, all right, shitty Dave, all right, very uncommon name, it's weird to encounter one of those in the wild, shitty Ian, and our gay dad, shitty Marcus. I wonder if that's the same guy as Mark, no, spelled with a C. Okay, thanks a lot. Uh, all that's going to Brandon. All right. Let's for real get this shit over with now. So just this morning, I ran a cancel check on someone. That's where uh, it's cancel check is all one word. If you recall about a year or so ago, I was talking about that, how um, you could search Twitter for old tweets. And I, I, I did that for all the comedians, made sure they scrubbed all their tweets from 2009 when everybody was having a, a contest to see who could be the most repulsive human being, it seemed like. Um, I ran that on, uh, he, I don't know this guy, but he's a, he's a famous comic. He's a friend of a friend, but I have no connection to him whatsoever. And I found a bunch of problematic tweets. So right away, I take a screenshot. I send it to him over Instagram. I say, hey, here's how you search this shit out. You got to delete this. And he's like, okay, good, thanks. And they're gone. And I, I, I got to say, I don't think that people should be held to the same standard today that they were 10 years ago. And that's coming from me. You guys know me. I'm the annoying liberal, as you call me in the comments. The the cuck, you know? The guy who likes to watch his wife get fucked by other men, as you all say. Hey, none of that part is true, but I, I, I just... I understand jokes are jokes, you know? 
I don't say those words, and I never have, even though I'm the one with a suspended Twitter account, but that doesn't matter. Um, I will say, I don't quite agree with the mob mentality, you know? Because what is it about? All right, we've you've heard every comedian talk about cancel culture. I'm not trying to get into that or anything. But I will say, if you can't change people, then what's the point of getting mad at them? You know, just put them on a list, and then they're thrown into one of those dungeons from the medieval times. There's a word for it. It starts with an O. It's a French word. Where they just threw you in. They threw you in a little manhole. You know, it's barely big enough for, for an obese man. They throw you in, and you're forgotten about. You just slowly rot away. If that's what you're after, just say that. But if people can't change, there's no point in confronting them. There's no point. Just throw them in the hole. So to avoid this guy getting thrown in the hole, I let him know what's up. And of course, I'm never going to say that. We went through this last year. I don't, I don't snitch either. I'll take all of this shit to my grave because it doesn't fucking matter who said what. Everybody said some greasy shit except for me. But everybody was saying these horrible terms and whatever. And, and, and by, by today's standards, yeah, you'd have to be a real piece of shit to say some of this shit uh, in today's climate. God, I hate this. I hate talking about it. You know, there's enough comedians talking about cancel culture. I'm not trying to jump on that shit. It's been done already. We already know. But that's what happened today. The only time I ever laughed at the N-word. Now, hear me out. It was on... Uh, it was on the subway in, in Los Angeles. Now, if you've ever been on that Metro Red Line, you know some greasy shit goes on there, okay? I was getting off. It was crowded. And I hear this voice. He starts yelling out, Real N-word, hard R, coming through. And he's yelling that over and over, trying to weave through the crowd. And I look back. It's this African-American fella. He's got to be at least six foot three, you know? He's standing over the crowd a little. And he's just yelling that out. Real Edward Hardar coming through. Real Edward Hardar coming through. And I can't help but to laugh at it because of the, you know, that's how he's declaring himself. And he's coming through. And he wants you to move because he's real. So, hey, in that sense, I guess I'm a piece of shit too because I laughed, right? I mean, again, it's the absurdity of the situation. That red line's nothing to fuck with, though. One time I saw a guy, he was standing at the door waiting for it to open, and he's kind of pounding his fist into his hand, you know, in a, in a rhythm. And as he's doing that, he's making a fart noise. And we're talking like a full-on fart. He's just going like... But very, with so much intensity. And he, he turns around, and he looks at me dead in the eyes, and he's just locked eye contact, and he's going... And I don't know to, uh, whether to laugh or cry. You know, everybody else is kind of giving him some space to do his fart beep. But I'm kind of curious. So I'm, I'm just watching this shit unfold. And he gets off the, the, the train stops. He walks out and he's still doing it on the platform. You know, he's walking through. I can see him and he's doing the I can see his mouth going. To be honest, that's a very tame story. If you've ever been on that red line. Nothing's ever happened to me. Personally, I haven't really witnessed anything other than uh, one guy jumped in front of a train once and they had to stop the trains for a while. Fucking guy ruined in my day. Nah, I'm kidding. How tragic. But they did have like 1,500 cops down there. It was nuts. It's funny. My dad's a cop, right? And I had aspirations to get into law enforcement, but, you know, me stupid brain, it's not going to happen. 
But I did sort of uh, play one on TV, if you know what I mean. This is highly illegal, but when we were kids, and we're talking like 16 years old, my friend had this neighbor, you know, who had, they had this kid at our age, and, and they let him drive around in whatever fancy car that he had, and he was just a total jackass in it. So he says to me, hey, can you call this number and snitch on him, pretending to be the cops? And I said, hell yeah, I would, because I'm a piece of shit. So that's what I did. I call this woman up. She's like, hello? And I say, hey, this is the cops, and your husband's in jail. The state looks down. No, none of that. But I said, we, this is the cops. We saw your kid speeding around in this car, license plate, whatever, some vanity plate, you know? It even said something like Formula One or whatever. I'm like, cop recognized him. And she's like, oh, God, that sounds an awful lot like my son who drives that exact car with that license plate. And I was like, yeah, he was uh, not wearing his seatbelt, you know? And she's like, oh, we always tell him to wear his seatbelt. And I said, he was even smoking in the car. And she's like, oh, that does it. He's not going to get to drive this anymore. Now, I forget what beef my friend had with this neighbor kid. Did he deserve it? I don't know. I guess I was just some kind of anarchist rat. But still, that's technically impersonating a police officer, even if it is a joke. Could get in a lot of trouble for that. I guess I'm basically incriminating myself here. Not a whole lot's going on. I'm eating bagels. I'm in a bagel phase. You ever put uh, a freshly cooked, perfectly crisp hash brown inside of your bagel? Put a little egg in there, some tomato, cut it in half. Oh, so good. There's this place in, it's not Santa Ana. It is, it is Santa Ana. In Santa Ana, they serve these, these bagels called the wheelbarrow. They're like 18 bucks to my dismay. I was shocked by that. We got four of these different bagels, you know? And I look at the receipt, $64 for four fucking bagels. Now, I like a wheelbarrow, but not a $64 chunk of a wheelbarrow. You guys know me. Your boy's a little cheap. Times are tough. So I take a picture of it, and I post it on the old Instagram, and I say, this shit is $64, and I tag the, the bagel shop. So they blocked me. That was their response, was to block me, not say, hey, you get what you pay for. This is top quality ingredients. We're really working here. We pay our employees a fair wage, whatever the, whatever the excuse is. None of that just blocked me. Now, if you guys know, if you block somebody, they can still post you on your story. But the thing is, I'm not allowed to retaliate because everybody else likes going there. And they say, we don't want to get in trouble because you have to make a big joke of everything. Whatever, $64 for four fucking bagels. I'm also working on music, getting back into that a little bit. Not playing in bands or anything. And not even playing music so much as recording it, you know? Your boy used to be in a band, Senor Dinosaur, back in the day. We had one radio hit in Canada in like 2012. It was because in Winnipeg, they had this thing called the River City Rocks. Uh, competition where every year they take five local bands and they play your song all year round on the radio. It's a, it's a big deal if you're in a band and you're young and you're kind of in Winnipeg. So our band entered and we won because we cheated. You see, they had online voting. You had to go to this one website, register an account, and vote for your favorite band. So we created several different accounts and voted for ourselves all day long. 
The justification for it was that everybody else was doing it. We may as well be doing it too. Now, the thing is, they ask you about that, right? They bring you on the radio for a little interview. And they're like, what you guys think about winning this contest? And we go, well, we're not surprised because we cheated. Believe it or not, Osama bin Farton didn't vote for us. That was us. And they're like, all right, guys, no more interview. We don't want you saying that shit. But anyways, uh, we have these. I recorded a song by myself. You know, I took uh, I, I, it, it's fake drums. I just took a drum loop and added little things here and there. It sounds fake as fuck. But I did the bass and the guitars to it, and I'm trying to figure out how to make it sound good. You know, the whole mixing and mastering thing. God, I suck at that, but whatever. It's like a shitty punk band. And and so it's supposed to sound shitty, right? Right? So that's what I'm doing right now, and it's a lot of work. I, I, I'm not used to that with being in a band. I thought, I thought it was all about getting drunk and, you know, farting in hotel rooms. Remember this one time we were in Brandon, Manitoba. You know, we did a world tour of Manitoba. Winnipeg one day, Brandon the next. And we stayed at this hotel that we, we didn't destroy it. We, we broke a bed by jumping on it. You know, we get in there and we're drunk and we're jumping on the bed and we broke it. So not, not a whole lot in that rock and roll regard bullshit. Although there was one time I did ruin a show by getting too drunk. You see, ah, oh man. Okay, my friend's Eric. He wasn't in the band. He can attest to this. He was there the whole time. Same with Kyle. These are guys I know. So we were scheduled to play this uh, this thing where there was fucking 10 bands on it, you know? And so the show started at 6. We show up at 6. And they're like, hey, you guys are on last. And we're like, but that's not for six more hours. They're like, yeah. So we're like, fine. Time to start drinking anyway. So we get drunk the whole time. We're drinking the whole six hours. And we're not talking like, you know, mimosas. Ooh, there's a little bit too much champagne in this. No, man, I'm drinking this thing called Fax, F-A-X-E. For context, the bass player, Robin, he worked at the Liquor Commission. And when I bought this Fax shit, it comes in giant cans and is 8%. And it tastes like motor oil. I show up with it, and he goes, congratulations. You've just graduated into full-blown alcoholism. Not even that, like homeless alcoholism. No offense. That's just what he said. So I'm drinking my facts, and Craig, the guitarist of the band, he had this uh, lemon vodka that we all passed around. Everyone hated it, except for me, apparently, because I drank most of it. So I'm drinking the facts, and I'm drinking the vodka, and Dylan, the drummer, he gets this idea to pass the time to go to the, to the Korean, to, to this Korean uh, karaoke place next door. We show up there. We sneak in because you have to pay to rent out a little room. We sneak in and we go into one of these rooms. And there's these Korean gentlemen in there. Okay. They're wearing suits and they're singing, Hey Jude. We show up fucking wasted and we start singing with them. Now, the thing is, this was in March. This was in late March. So it's fucking cold in Winnipeg in late March still, you know. So we had the bright idea to wear Christmas sweaters that day. So we're all in matching Christmas sweaters in fucking March, interrupting their karaoke to just drunkenly sing with them. It was a great time. Showtime finally starts. Don't know who set up my shit, but I had a big-ass Marshall stack, you know. It's not easy to set up. Someone did it because I, sure, I was out of it. I couldn't do that. 
Before the show could even start, I fall back and collapse into the amp and it falls on me. As if that wasn't bad enough, someone set it up again. And we're ready to go. The amps are ringing. The show's about to start. I fall into the amp a second time. Show's over. That was it. Everyone was mad at me. My lesbian friend, that's relevant if you listen to the episode Chicken. She's the one who got that nickname by sleeping with the dude and going fuck, 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 fuck after. She rescued me, you know. She takes me off stage. She's like, let's get you the fuck away from this place. I wake up at her house the next day to a note. She left me. She had to leave that morning. She left me a note that said, ha, 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 ha. You fucked up. And, you know, to, to, to just go ahead and leave, just lock the, the door on the way out, the handle door, you know. So I leave and I don't have my Christmas sweater. I got a t-shirt on. I'm downtown Winnipeg. I got to get all the way back to St. James, which is on the other end of the fucking city. So I get on the bus, you know, and I got to stop at Polo Park. It's the mall to transfer buses. And I get there and I decide, hey, I'm going to go into the Apple store because I lost my fucking phone. I go into the Apple store. I log on to Facebook. Remember, this is like over 10 years ago. People were still using it to communicate back then. People our age. And I log on. Everyone's mad at me. Like everyone in the band. But everybody else thought it was the funniest thing they ever saw. And then it all started coming back to me. The horrible memories. The karaoke. The falling in the amp. Why everything hurts. I was so fucking embarrassed, but I was also freezing cold. So they kicked me out of the Apple store. Anyways... Don't drink, kids. <laughs> that was that was a very that's a very tame story, to be honest. The thing is, I like to drink, right? But your boy doesn't do drugs. And as Dave Grohl said in his autobiography that I just finished reading, he's also never done cocaine for fear he's going to be addicted. I'm the same way. Whether it's booze, it's food, it's cigarettes, it's video games, you name it. If I like it, I'm all in. Titties. All in. Hips, all in. Ass, I'm pretty much medium in, but you get the point. Guys, I'm 37 years old. I'm no stranger when it comes to the hog not wanting to come out of the barn at all times. It's fine, we can talk about it. Stress, anxiety, a bad day, it can all affect my sexual performance and ruin it for everybody in the room. But luckily, that's where BlueChew.com comes in, so I can too. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew helps combat all forms of ED, helping you achieve a harder and stronger bone like a dose of vitamin D. They're small, chewable tablets so you can carry them around with you so when the situation arises, so will you. Because Blue Chew is an online prescription service, there are no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no eye contact, just a first-class ticket to Fat Dick City. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers who will help you find the right ingredient and strength, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. It's all done online, sent to you in discreet packaging. Forget the stigma. If you decide to tell your girl about it, she's gonna love it. When she sees what that dick can do, she'll be the one reminding you to use our code. So go ahead and give your lady that rock-hard Donkey Kong anaconda she deserves. And there's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code VALLEYBOYS at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. 
That's bluechew.com, promo code VALLEYBOYS, to receive your first month free. Keep it mild if you're going to be, you know, in bands and fucking shit up, you know? I did it in a very safe environment, luckily. Nothing bad ever happened. It was all good memories for the most part. Just getting dumped always sucked. Because, you know, these girls will be like, oh, okay, well, I'm not 19 anymore, and you're a fucking idiot. Bye. That happens all the time when you're in a band. But, hey, that music, uh, <laughs> if you feel like checking it out, um, there's only one song on Spotify, Senor Dinosaur Buffalo. That's a song we cheated our way on the radio with. It's pretty bad, but, hey, whatever. There's more shit coming out. I might post it somewhere. We'll see. I'm really just doing it for fun and to see if I could do it at all. But, anyways... That's what I'm up to. Reliving those days. All I need to do now is get a bottle of lemon vodka and some facts, and I'm right back in Senior Dinosaur. I wasn't allowed to listen to rock music as a kid. As you guys might know, when I was about four years old, my mom joined a cult, the Jehovah's Witnesses. All right? We weren't allowed to do shit. Certainly not listen to music that had swears in it. We weren't allowed to celebrate birthdays. I thought I was seven years old until I was ten. But music with swears in it, big no. They call that shit demonic. Meaning if you if you listen to it or you watch horror movies or anything cool, you invite demons into the home. Now just once I would like to see a demon. If you show me a demon when I play Welcome to the Jungle, show me one demon besides a drunk woman with poofy hair named Brenda showing her tits to it. If you show me one demon, I'll believe it. Not a single demon came into the house, to my knowledge. But we weren't allowed to listen to it. Grade five, my favorite band was Green Day. And that was around when uh, Insomniac came out. And my mom was like, do they have swears in it? And I said, I don't know. Lion. And she's like, let me see the liner notes. So I, I show it to her and I tell her, hey, my favorite song is this one. And I only picked it because I knew it had no swears in it. My mom reads the lyrics. And it's a song about killing your parents for the inheritance. Of course. Wasn't allowed to listen to them. Corn. Rage Against the Machine. But for some reason, Guns N' Roses was, was the big devil one. I feel like they got that shit mixed up with Motley Crue, but that wasn't in the house one way or the other anyway. Do you know what I will say I miss? Having a jackass for a president. Not specifically Trump. Okay, I'm not getting all toilet flushy on you. Calm down. I don't, I don't miss having him specifically, but I do miss... Having a wild animal in charge of everything. Because, man, wasn't that exciting at the very least? It's a little bit fun to see what kind of dumb shit he says. Someone pointed out before, they're like, I can't believe that I hate a porn star banging president. I still can't believe that. A porn star. Dude had a porn star come out and say, I fucked that guy. Here's what his dick looks like. And he said, old horse face is lying. The absurdity is fucking hilarious okay and i'm sorry other liberals i'm sorry that is awful i understand that but but how surreal it is is so fucking funny that you couldn't possibly write that okay we got a few headlines that happened over the week we're gonna go through let's see what's going on tucker carlson's end of men documentary mocked as homoerotic with people saying quote that's so gay now, I got to say, when I first saw a clip of this, I did think it was something, you know, for the gay community. But that's the thing with Poe's Law, is you can't distinguish it from real life. Poe's Law is when you can't distinguish something from satire and reality. Because we live in a world where satire outpaces reality. 
and this being one of them, you know, because if I'm being honest, I figure Tucker Carlson is one airport bathroom stop away from coming out of the closet, which is all cool. That's cool. But I mean, this whole thing is pretty uh, gay. It's like what Charlie Kelly said on It's Always Sunny. He's like, all right, let's go with the dick thing. It's more masculine anyway. Or uh, uh, Bowtie Boy. He's like, if you think about it, there's nothing more manly than a fully erect penis. And that's kind of the vibe you're giving off, Tucker. Next headline. State troopers told to slim down waistline or face the consequences. Because this is the thick blue line now, you know. Uh, but this is a job where you, you need to pass a physical exam to get in. You got to be able to run in a circle real fast or they don't let you in and that's fine. But then they stop making you take that test after a couple years. Of course, it's all dependent on the police force. But for the most part, once you're in for a few years, you, you, your score doesn't matter. You know, you can just show up and tie your shoes and you pass the exam. But according to the CDC, all right, I looked this up. The median waistline for adult men in America is 39 inches and 39 inches, 37 inches for women. Keep in mind, this is the median size, which is, you know, in America, extremely overweight. But the, the new rule asks for a 40 inch waistline for men and a 35 inch waistline for women. So 40 inches, which is above the median, 40 inches, like your boy here, I'm getting fat. You know, I'm not on that keto anymore. If you guys remember me talking about that, I was 170 pounds. I'm about 200 pounds, but I'm still at like a 33 inch waist. You know, I don't have that uh, 39 inch or 40 inch. That means that, you know, you can, you can be several inches higher than what I am and still be a cop. And they're, and, and they're having problems with that. But Hey, Whatever, man. Thick blue line. Next headline. Florida's education department rejects math textbooks saying some had critical race theory. Critical race theory in a math textbook. What are they saying? Ah, this year's got some of that Arabic numerals. Let's burn this shit down. <laughs> it's a critical race theory in a math book. Did they have like an issue where it's like, uh, you know, athlete A is running in a race. They're like, critical race theory. Toss this out. But the thing is, like, if you look hard in anything, anything, you'll see something that isn't there. You know, it's like the whole, like, confirm your bias thing. Whatever your beliefs are, if you Google it, you're going to find something that, that, that suits your narrative. But they're saying here in this, in this article that at least 28 of these books, most of which were meant for uh, meant for grade levels, kindergarten to grade five, were found to incorporate prohibited topics or unsolicited strategies, including critical race theory, according to the Department of Education. Now, Florida should be number one in education across the board if they are teaching college-level courses in kindergarten to grade five. Prohibited topics? That is a pretty cool concept for a country that boasts about being the only one with true freedom of speech. You know, now here's a good one. The city of Denver would like to remind you that it's illegal to smoke pot on 420. Now, of course, that's ridiculous. It's funny, whatever. Colorado's got a lot of dumb laws. Your boy went and checked some out. Listen to this one. 
It's unlawful to lend your vacuum cleaner to your next door neighbor in Denver. Okay? So I feel like marijuana laws are just as stupid as those, uh, those silly little BuzzFeed articles that talk about dumb laws. The odds of somebody getting arrested for smoking weed are the same as somebody lending their neighbor their vacuum in Denver. It's also illegal there to ride a horse while drunk. Eh. Throwing missiles at cars is illegal. It's a specific crime in Colorado to throw a missile at a car. All right? Makes sense? One last one. Boulders may not be rolled on city property in Boulder, Colorado. All right. Next one. Clark County, Nevada school board candidate says being gay is unconstitutional. All right. This guy's a Republican. Makes sense. (laughs) It's a great time to remember that Texas Republicans fought all the way to the Supreme Court for the right to jail gay men for what they do in the privacy of their own bedrooms in 2003. All right. That's called Lawrence versus Texas. Look it up. It's a great way to have a laugh the next time some Republican wants to tell you how much they love freedom. Cops in uh, Louisiana were arresting people suspected of sodomy even after the Supreme Court ruled it unconstitutional all the way up until like 10 years ago. Okay? So this shit didn't happen like 50, 60 years ago. This is going on now. Like all of us could remember that time. And what's really funny is that women aren't actually mentioned in the U.S. Constitution. So if anything, being gay is the only constitutional coupling we have. Bunch of dudes taking a vacation together and not petting any women in the building? Just spitting facts. But why is a school board candidate talking about the constitutionality of anything? It's like the far right is trying to get elected to low-level posts like this, uh, like in school boards and election commissioners so that they can control shit on the local level without a ton of oversight. You know what I mean? Like, are you the type of asshole that wants to ban a book? School board. Okay, last one. Man hands officers meth instead of registration at traffic stop. This guy, look it up. Okay, you got to see this dude. He looks like a methed up Santa Claus. Looks the part. It's really all the evidence you need. I like a man that gets straight to business and skips the mumble jumbo, the license and registration and just goes, here's the meth officer. Because, you know, possession is nine tenths of the law. Maybe that's what he's saying. It's like, no, you're the one with meth. (laughs) In his defense, it would have worked if the cop was also a meth addict. An honest meth fake. <laughs> All right, I'm done with this shit. Again, if you want to donate to Brandon's GoFundMe, help him out a little bit. He needs to get back on his feet. Go to drum.io slash valleyboys and you'll find the link in there. You can find us online. We are at valleyboyspod on Twitter and at valleyboyspodcast on Instagram. I am at Dave Weasel on Instagram only because I am fucking banned from Twitter because some jackass hacked my account. So if you want to find me on there, tweet at Twitter support and say, give at Dave Weasel his account back. I don't know if that'll work. Uh, You can find Brandon at Blanco 69 on both. We are the Valley Boys. Again, if you're in San Diego, come see me June 5th. I'll be at the Madhouse Comedy Club. I'm bringing Kenan Kaya from Orange County down with me. It's going to be an orgy of laughter. All right. See you next week.